Favorite video game of wait no not favorite video game favorite video game character of all time. Oh man, I was gonna give you this my this Metal Gear Solid monologue, man. I was gonna <laughs> go there. <laughs> we would need like a oh. whole episode dedicated to Metal Gear Solid if you was gonna do that, bro. Uh, dang, favorite video game character. Wow, man. Um, gosh, there's a lot of video game characters I like. Uh, yeah, yeah you gotta go first, bro. You gotta go first. Come on, man. You gotta, no, you gotta set the table. Set the table. No, that's fine. My favorite video game character of all time is 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 Jack from Jack and Daxter. Like that was the first video game that I ever fell in love with outside of Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just remember my dad buying me a PlayStation 2. I think it was for Christmas Eve and my birthday. And I remember popping it in, not even knowing what type of game it was. And it was Jack 2. And I just fell in love with it. And then once it was time for bedtime or whatnot, because I had to go to school in the morning, I cut it off. And then I realized when I cut it back on the next day after school, I didn't have a memory card. My dad did not buy me a memory card. Oh, no. So... I was just sitting there day after day, just playing it all the way from the beginning. And I remember my uncle was coming over and like he was there one day because we would both just take turns going back and forth and playing it. And I remember going up to GameStop and before I no, it wasn't GameStop, it was game crazy back then. So I told my uncle, like, yo, whatever you do, don't restart it. I'm going to get a memory card finally, and we're going to be able to save it. And we wound up save, uh, getting a memory card, and I was able to save. And, yeah, man, like, I, to this day, that's, like, my favorite video game character and, like, my favorite video game franchise. And I've played a lot of video games, and i put a lot of hours into other video games. But that, it just holds a place near and dear to my heart. Yeah, yeah, because it's a childhood thing, you know? It's, like, the first game you ever played, you know? Plus, yeah. Jackson Daxter had like uh, great chemistry. Yep. Um, now that we think about it, um, now that I think about it more, uh, I would have to say my all-time favorite video game character would be Squall from Final Fantasy VIII. Um, just mm. because of the whole aspect that he he kept to himself a lot, and that he didn't want to, you know, be that guy that was with a group of friends all the time and then eventually he opened up and everybody like you know because he was a leader at the end of the day people followed him people respected him he did his job he was also in you when you played Final Fantasy VIII you're a part of a cadet squad so in a school that raised you as like a military mercenary set that did took jobs and you did shit and all that good jazz um, plus he had a gun blade which was amazing <laughs> Um, but yeah, it, it was like the first Final Fantasy game that I owned for myself because I've rented like Final Fantasy 7. Don't get me wrong. I love Final Fantasy 7. I love Cloud. I love Sephiroth. I love that storyline. But Squall, I related more to the Squall than anything else because he was a loner. Uh, the whole military thing because I was an army brat. Um, yeah. And he put heart, his heart and soul into things when it came to... Uh, came to the people that he wanted to protect. 
That's why I like Man, it. I cannot, like, honestly think of anything. Like, I can't think of one single thing. Like, I remember the first, okay, okay, okay. I will have to go with this one. If I had to pick, I would say Max Payne. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why I say Max Payne is because that's the very first game I ever flipped on a on a major console. Um, I had got suspended from school, uh, and my mom let me play the game, like, uh, and that was my brother PlayStation. So he had school, and I literally beat Max Payne in a day. Like I played that game for eight hours, I think. No, so, no, I think I was either, I got suspended or I was homesick. I can't remember. But it was one of them. But I think, I want to say I beat the game in eight hours, but that don't seem right. I think I might have beat it from his save point or something like that. But it was the very first game I flipped. And I was just mind blown. And it was like, I played Mario when I was a kid. Hated it. Played Sonic. Hated it. Never was able to beat him. But Max Payne, I was able to beat. So I was like, so I would have to go with that one as like my favorite video game character. Like, yeah, that that or Kirby, because I had Kirby Nightmare Dreamland on Game Boy Advance, and that was <laughs> <laughs> and that was like the other game that I beat. So I mean, yeah. I always wanted to try the Kirby games, but I never had the money for them, bro. I like I, man, I like Kirby, and like my mom was like. I, she would um, get my brother like all the major systems, um, and then she finally got me my own, which was the Game Boy Advance. And then I no no not Advance, the Game Boy Color, because it was like I, I had the like the purplish one, the like amethyst color one. And the very first game was Kirby Nightmare Dreamland. Yep, mm. yep, flipped it. <laughs> Look, yeah. Kirby games. Mm. <laughs> and you want to know where I traded that game for uh, this kid at our church. I traded him for this UFC game before UFC was popular, before I ever knew what it was. And it was like ultimate cage fighting. And I was like, what is this? And he let me play it. And then we ended up like just not going back to that church or the kid never showed, showed back up. So he ended up getting my Kirby game, bro. And I got stuck with this game <laughs> that I had no clue how to play, and that I eventually learned how to play. But yeah, it was it was crazy. Yeah, dang, that's crazy. <laughs> Dumbest decision of my life. Man. <laughs> hey man, let me borrow that game. Let me play that game. <laughs> He's never never show back up. Hey, that Sunday, bro. I was waiting on him. I'm like, oh, dang. I'm like, you know. <laughs> You're not gonna show up, and, oh, man. Um, oh, never got that that's, game back. That's crazy, man. That's life. Yeah, that is that is crazy. That's funny that you that your first console was a Game Boy Color. I doubt any of these other people that know anything like Game Boy Color or Game Boy Advance. You know, hey, hey, look, look. You know, we. Uh, I remember when they was fat and flat and. Uh, and rectangular, it was real long, yeah. And it was in uh, black and white. Mm-hmm. Ah, man, we spoiled nine days, but yep. back then, nah, that was the game to have, yeah. 
Yeah, kids these days, man, they just don't know, man. They don't know what a VCR is. They don't know what a DVD player is. They oh, barely know what a Blu-ray player is. That's wild. That's the wild thing. Hold on. I met one millennial kid that did. I was shocked. She's like 22, 21. And she was like, yeah, we are at our VCR at home. I'm like, VCR? I'm like, you know about that? Like, <laughs> Like, yeah. People don't even know about home videos, you know? <laughs> Man, bro, I remember playing video games and like recording them and like making like movies out of them just with the cutscenes. I know my mom and my stepdad really hated me because, <laughs> like, on PlayStation, like, I would have the, uh, I would have like the wrestling games, like the SmackDown mm-hmm. versus Raws. And, oh, like man. I would take my creative character through like the story modes and I would record it. And then I would sit my mom down and then my mom would drag my stepdad. And then I would just <laughs> make them both sit there and watch it with me. What? And I, I thought that it was, bro, I thought that, I don't know why, okay? But in my mind, I was just like, yo, this is the coolest thing ever. Look at what I did. Look at my character. Look at my matches. Like, look at my entrance. Like, I thought it was just amazing to do that. And yeah, I think that game was like one of the, I think, the first wrestling game where you could actually create your character, have a custom entrance, and like put whatever music that was available in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And like just having like all of that creativity and just being able to show it off and record it on a VHS, man. Like I used to have tapes, bro. Like I used to go to Walgreens and buy like blank VHS tapes just to do that. Wait, so you telling me you was a streamer before streaming was streaming? And you was a you was a video game video director. I, that's yeah. That's, yeah. That, that's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> <laughs> he was streaming to two viewers. But at least he had two consistent viewers. Yeah, it was like a VOD, <laughs> man. Like it was just it yeah. Like I yeah, my mom loved me because ain't no way. I can't imagine. My bad. I was gonna say you had your own personal Patreon. Like that's cold. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, man. Pretty much. Oh man. But yeah, so welcome everybody to another episode of Reset the Vibe Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Vash. And I'm the other Darius. How y'all doing? And we have a special guest joining us today. Today, we have my good brother, one of my best friends in the whole wide world. We have Zach here. How you doing, Zach, bro? I'm doing all right. Yourself? I'm doing well, man. I cannot complain. Yeah. I, I cannot complain. Right. Can't complain. Been complaining all day. <clears throat> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> man. Getting that, getting that Drake money. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot complain. I cannot. I. Oh man, like bro. Uh, how long has it been? Like it. We've known each other for how long now? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna say. See, me and Heather have been together since oh eight, and I've known you since Cataclysm. 
and World of Warcraft where we first met. So I want to say, I want to say, good seven, eight years, maybe nine. Bro, where is a time? long time. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. But where does time go? Because uh, like you say, <laughs> <laughs> like you say, like seven, eight years. But so much has happened within those seven, eight years, man. Oh yeah, it's a lot, a lot. You when Cataclysm came out now because I need to know. That's what I'm saying because, like, man, you got like a whole beautiful family now. Like, I was at your wedding. It so much has happened, man. So much has happened. Okay, so Cataclysm came out in 2010. Uh, yeah. So I'd say, yeah, about 11 years now, actually. What it's 2021. I've, I've known you since 2010. 11 years. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. It 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 is. It it is. And I did everything that my mom told me not to do when I was younger. Man, <laughs> <laughs> talk to strangers, <laughs> chill with strangers, go to strangers' houses. Man, that was wild. That, dude, the things that you did, we did when we were younger, would be you would be thrown in jail for probably nowadays man bro because like we because i remember we went to me and darius we went to go visit e who's our brother we went to go visit him i remember in pennsylvania and then looking back at it now i'm sorry i put you in that position but looking back at it now it was wild because like i remember being in pennsylvania and like i was like i think i was talking to you on facebook or something and I was like, yo, how far away are you from Pennsylvania? And then mm-hmm. you told me the distance. I'm like, yo, we could totally see each other. And yeah. like, like I said, like thinking about it now, it's just like, bro, I wasn't even trying to do all that. I was just trying to relax at home and play <laughs> games. I wasn't trying to drive no three hours or however long it was. Like, oh, dog, that was, yeah. I'm sorry, man. Nah, but at the same time, it's like, it's it's a life experience, you know. It's not like I was like, oh yeah, no, nah, you know, I'm, I'm gonna go pick you up, you know, hang out. It's like, no, nah, it's like I get to meet Bash, you know. It's like, I, I get to meet uh, Blood Cloud, aka the the Blood Elf, you know, Hunter from WoW. It's like, I, you know, plus uh, E. We played with we played Call of Duty with E a lot, you know. I think it was what Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two, yeah. And when we were a part of the the COD clan, you know, uh, we had we had like one or two COD battles or something, you know. Uh, back in the day when we were good at Call of Duty, <laughs> man. Well, you still are. I'm trash, bro. All of my like all of my my hand eye coordination is gone now, man. Like I just play for fun now. If I get on the streak, I I'll, I'll I'll talk my mess. I'll, I'll talk my shit, but like for sure, yeah. These kids got it, man. Like these kids these days, they will sit there and like they have the luxury yeah, of, they do. of getting games whenever they want most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, not only that, they have the luxury of taking their games to school with them oh and my playing God. in school. Like we didn't have that. Like my mom only had, she's like, yo, you can't be asking me every month for a new game. So. It was like one game for like every six months, if that. So yeah. I had to make sure it was a good game because I didn't have no job. I was still in school. 
So it was Halo. It was Call of Duty. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. like these kids now, like they can take Call of Duty to school and play or Fortnite and they can just play with their friends and in, in, in class, bro, at lunch, yeah. like all of this. And I'm just like, it ain't no way in hell I can keep up with these kids unless like I'm just literally doing nothing but playing games all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember those days being in being in high school and Halo two it just came out. And I think we did a huge LAN party my junior year for Halo 1 ending and Halo 2 kicking off. And it was crazy. I think we had like 30 or 60 people in this dude's basement, but he had like four bedroom basement. And we were just land up, have each like four people in each room. You're just going at it. Those were good times back then. And then Halo 2 and Halo 2 dropped. I was taking text college courses to get credits for college because that was a thing. And uh, when the new map packs came out and uh, I was just like, I'm not going to tech school this afternoon. The new map pack just dropped for Halo 2. I got I got to know these maps. You know, I got to I got to be ready for multiplayer when shoddy snipers comes out Uh that playlist. And uh, yeah. And then finding out all the super jump spots. To get up on places you weren't even supposed to be at on top of the map. Super so you could jump. be that guy. <laughs> yeah, man. Super jumps. Uh used to be good at that game. Halo 2 is my my thing. I got I think I was one of the few people that got to max level before the hackers and all that stuff came out. And then it's just like there was no point that I would be stuck at like level twenty five the rest of my days. <laughs> man. It was good times. I ain't heard the term map packs in so long. Bruh. Uh, <laughs> yep. I think Man. Halo was the first game that actually came out with like DLC packs. You know, like they were just, you know, DLC, just map pack contacts, contact packs for multiplayer. That was like the first thing I ever remember hearing about anything DLC wise was like, oh, we got four new maps coming out. I'm like, oh, snap. You know, that Halo Man. 3. Hmm. Halo 3 had the big team battles. (sighs) When big team battles started being a thing was in Halo 3. You're going to make me fire up my Xbox, man. I don't want to do it. (laughs) I don't want to do it, man. I I still remember us when Halo 5 came out. You remember that? Remember when Halo 5 came out? We beat the campaign in one run on Legendary Difficulty. Me, you, and Chris, and I think Levi. Yeah. We went hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Good times. Yeah. That remind me. Oh, to be 15 and on Call of Duty again. Ah, oh, man. Those was the times. Like, I'll play now, but yeah, it's mm-hmm. the same. I'm, I'm not nearly as good as I used to be. Like, ah, oh, man. I used to be cold in Call of Duty. Now I just suck. Like, I can beat a kid, but that's about it. If somebody. Twitch streaming and they gotta they gotta eat their camel. It's over with. I'm like, yeah, man, you can go <laughs> these you kids want. know how to <laughs> shot and everything like that. You got scuff controllers, so they pressing three or four different buttons without moving their fingers. You know, like mm-hmm. you didn't have that shit back in the day. I want to see you guys play against me with a default regular PlayStation two or three controller without all this fancy shit. I want to see you drop shot me then and do right. all this extra crazy bull right. crap. That's what I mean. Like you actually like back then. Oh man, we sound like dinosaurs. But I'm gonna say, you have it. like to move back your then, fingers, man. Come you on, have, you <laughs> had to be good. Like you yeah. literally had to be good. You couldn't be like no. 
it wasn't no um what they call it, it wasn't no quick aim bots or none of that. Oh, you yeah. just had to be good. Mm-hmm. If you was trash, you just you was just trash. You put the sticks yeah. down. I remember yeah. them days, man. <laughs> <laughs> put the sticks uh. down. Were any of y'all Tekken players or or dead or alive players or bloody my, war? My wife is a Tekken and dead or alive person. I mean, I've played them. I've played Bloody Roar. I remember those old school games like that and Street Fighter. Street Fighter 2 is like my first fighting game on Super Nintendo. Mm. See, when it comes to fighting games, I like the idea of fighting games. Actually enjoying and, and playing them are like two different things. Like, I love Tekken, but that's because like that was like really my first real foray into the fighting game world. I had played Mortal Kombat, obviously on like older systems or like the arcade and whatnot, but to like actually sit down for hours and play, it was Tekken. That was like the first one. So that's the one that I gravitate to. The problem is when it comes to combos, for some reason, it does not click with my brain. Yeah. Like, I can't remember the combo while I'm fighting you. You know what I'm saying? Like, that takes mm-hmm. a different kind of... Sorry, excuse me. That takes a different kind of thinking. Because if you know all 60 combos to this character, and you're fighting somebody, and they do something, then you got to try to counter them with a, a, a move or something... So then you got to go in your brain and list these 60 moves and then break those down and like, all right, well, he's punching me right now. And this is like a little cheap shot that he's keeping getting me with and dropping my health with. So out of these 60 combos, what can I hit him with? Oh, okay. So I'm about to go ahead and I'm about to hit all of these damn buttons and execute this. Oh, now he's doing like my brain can't compute that. So my brain automatically goes to like button mashing. Now with Horong, like, there's a few combos that I know just because it's not that many button presses and it's real easy for my mind to remember and I can just use those basically whenever so it's cool other than that bro I suck at fighting games I just can't get into it yeah I can understand that aspect of it because I didn't know there were combos in fighting games when I was a kid I was just pressing buttons and be like oh I just did that that was cool you know uh, not until I think Mortal Kombat three is when I finally figured out that there were combos because you had the rush attack where you could run in and do multiple hits at once and you just knock the opponent back. But uh, yeah, Man. to this day I have problems doing the combos as well. Like when I play DVC fighters, like you have specific combos you do, and it's like you do something really cool in training mode, and you're like, I could totally pull that off. And then when you're actually fighting somebody, you're just like. What? <laughs> what did I do in training mode? <laughs> Look, I, I, I so, so let me give y'all the secret, man. Let me give y'all the secret. The secret is not to memorize it by brain power. You memorize it by muscle, by muscle memory. That's how you get the hang of your account. Because I hated playing Tekken, like, as a kid. Like, I used to get... Like, my uncle, my mom's brother... Man, in Madden and in Tekken, he used to, like, make you, like, if you picked up them sticks, you didn't put them down until you lost. Like, I remember one time, he, like, 
beating in Madden like 56 to nothing. Like it was in like I wanted to quit at like 30 something. I wanted to quit. He he made me pick up the sticks. So it was the same thing in Tekken. So I didn't even get good in fighting games like Tekken or Mortal Kombat. Well, I was good in Mortal Kombat as a kid. But Tekken, I didn't get good, ironically, to my junior year in high school. This kid went to high school with, he gave me his PSP. And he put it on Legendary because I'm like, man, I can beat you. I'm good at Tekken. He like, look, if you can't beat this on the on, on ultra hard, which is the hardest setting. He's like, if you can't beat the computer, then you can't beat me. It was like an anime scene. Like, I got crunched. And it's like, <laughs> he made me fight Brian on, on Ultra Hard. I got crunched. And I was like, oh, no. So I literally went home and I studied. I got really, really good. And I used to fight online. I used to, um, I had this group of people. We used to always fight each other online to get ready because they would, like, do tournaments and stuff. So I was just like, getting good with them and it's like i figured out that with the combo thing it's all about muscle memory because you can't memorize all those combos so you remember a certain set and you you get the hang of your juggles you get the hang of your down block and you get your you get your combos that you run with but you try to learn as much as you can but that's how i got good at taking like so it was like when somebody button mash and beat me bro i'll be look i'll be blue i'll be blue <laughs> <laughs> like like that like that'll upset my whole mood. I'd be like, dang, bro, you trash. <laughs> like, how you beat me, you trash. <laughs> but for real, I can though, feel that. <laughs> I don't know. It was something like it's like it's like when you know somebody weak on Call of Duty and they camp the whole time and you hunt uh. them down and every time you run into them, they they got the drop on you first, so they shoot first and you ah oh, man. Man, you don't want to get started on campus. <laughs> Call of Duty, man. I tell you what. Oh, oh my goodness. Like, man, yeah, we're not even going there. We're just going to leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sucks. Because, <laughs> like, bro, that's what that, like, man. Like, but, okay, so let me ask y'all a question. What was y'all favorite Mortal Kombat game? Because mine, I think it was Deception. I think it was Deception. Oh, man, my favorite Mortal Kombat game. Um, I think my favorite Mortal Kombat game was uh, Mortal Kombat 2 because I was really good at it. I played it a lot in the arcades um, and there was a PX on the military base that had an arcade, a uh, little arcade in there and I would go and hang out in there while my mom went grocery shopping because my mom, when she goes grocery shopping, she goes grocery shopping. She'll spend like an hour, two hours in the grocery store because she's got a list and she's got coupons. So she's going to be there a minute. So I would go and take like $5 of quarters and go play Mortal Kombat 2 in that arcade system. And I would beat every single adult male that came up into that place with Raiden and fatality them and shock them so much that their brain would explode or, you know, do the stage fatality where I knocked you up in the spikes with the uppercut. I just love that game because it, at its time it was graphically advanced more than anything else. It was, it looked just amazing. And yeah, it was just cool. And I knew the combos and Raiden was my, my jam. Don't get me wrong. I love Scorpion. I love sub zero. I love, I love the, uh, the Shoto characters, as they call them in fighting terms, Shoto characters, the shooting projectiles. But uh, 
I, I just loved Raiden. I loved his teleport. I loved his his air dash. You know, I yeah, he was just the bomb. That's what I just love Mortal Kombat too because I have fond memories of beating the crap out of everybody that stepped up to the sticks on that game. <laughs> I think I think my favorite character on Deception was Johnny Cage. Like that was the only person I was able to memorize that. Like I ain't gonna say the entire move list, but majority of it. Like I was able to pull off crazy combo. His ten punch combo. Oh, uh, it was Johnny Cage. Anybody else? No. Anybody <laughs> else? No. But Johnny Cage, oh, I can pull off that ten combo. It's over with. Yeah. What about you, man? Bruh, my favorite Mortal Kombat is Shaolin Monks, bruh. Okay. Really? That, that was a pretty good game because it was a co-op game. You could play with friends. Yeah, man. Like, it wasn't the traditional um, like, fighting Mortal Kombat game, bro. Like, it stood out to me because, like, like, like Zach says, like, it had the co-op aspect to it. So, that's how I really rock with it. Because, like I said, like, I'm not really that big of a fan of fighting games, but that was one that I really, really liked. But yeah. with us, go ahead. No, I, I was going to say, yeah, because it has the, um, you didn't have to be great at doing combos or anything. It was pretty much like a, you know, co-op two player or single player. And you had the AI compa- uh, controlling the other character. You would just button mash and you could just fight your way through. It had some puzzle solving in it aspect as well. And then you had like power ups and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was- Cool aspect of it. It was a really decent uh, twist on the Mortal Kombat scene for a game like that. So, but that brings me to a point. Have y'all seen the trailer for Mortal Kombat movies coming out next month? Yes. Yeah. Oh, Darius. <laughs> he's not. No. He's not excited about it. I can tell. Oh, I can Darius hear it about voice. the Darius. Go ahead, no. bro. Go ahead, no. man. I'm just saying, yeah, like, I'm not going to say that. I'm, I'm, I'm just listening. I'm listening. I'm listening. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. go ahead. We're here now. Go ahead. Go ahead. What do you think about the trailer, bro? I, I don't I don't know what to think about it. I'm just like, all right, I'm, I'm, I want to see what it is. I want to see it. I just, I don't want to pay to see it if I want this, but I want to see it. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I got to pay. So, it's like, all right, what yeah. you got? What you got? What you got? And plus, I I only seen one trailer. I only seen the trailer where they had um, where they had the the mini fight between uh, well, where, where they showed the fight scene between Sub Zero and Scorpion. Oh, and so I'm you've like, not seen the full trailer? No, 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 no. Right. So and then they did it. Then what was weird about it is after I seen that one because I was on YouTube. Then they showed that same one but a quicker version. So I haven't really. Seen mm-hmm. like no minute long trailer. That's why I'm just like, yeah, I've seen. Oh, you've yeah. not seen the whole like the their trailer. That yeah, that's the trailer when they first originally announced it was going to be out on April 16th, but then it got pushed back because of the whole situation of like not wanting to be outshined by uh, Godzilla versus King Kong. Oh, that comes out later this month. I thought it was supposed to come out next month. Yeah. Uh, uh, it comes out April 23rd, so next Friday is when the Mortal Kombat movie drops. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But um, I'm actually quite uh, excited about it because it's the first rated R Mortal Kombat movie. Really? Uh, yes. All the other Mortal Kombat movies are rated PG or PG-13. 
Um, I don't talk about the second one because everybody and their mother doesn't like the second one. My favorite Mortal Kombat movie, and it's the only movie other than the animated series, uh, is the first one. You know, with with uh, them, it was uh, yeah. But I'm interested to see this one because um, they're taking a different twist on it with Sub Zero being somewhat of the main bad guy and not. The whole, I mean, but that's just the way it looks like in that first initial trailer. You know, it's a big deal about Sub Zero. Now, if you know the lore between the Shirayu and the Lin Kuei, then you know the big beefy deal between those. Um, but it just seemed like in that trailer, it was more focused on Sub Zero at the beginning of it. But I'm interested to see what they do with Reptile. Because that's the thing. I'm interested because I see there's a lot of characters in this in this movie. Cabal's in this movie. Smoke is in this movie. Obviously, Reptile can't know all them. Goro is obviously in this movie. I'm the only person that's not in this movie is Johnny Cage. But they said something about whole how with Johnny Cage and what he why he's not really in this movie. But I'm just interested to see what they're doing with this new character Cole. But uh. I want to see it because it's the first time we're going to see a Mortal Kombat movie that's rated R and they're actually going to show fatalities in the movie. <clears throat> oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. Um, I'm hoping it does really well. I mean, this is this is the director's first time doing a big movie. He's done a lot of other stuff that's not big. I can't like short films or something like that. But this is like his first major major film that's actually backed by anything. So I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do with it, especially with a big, huge franchise like Mortal Kombat. Now, everybody's got a big gripe about how um, Scorpion says get over here because it's not the initial you know, Ed Boon voice doing the get over here, but I mean, it is what it is. I'm not going to complain about it if it's that one smell little thing. You know, he did a really good job when he said it in the trailer personally but um i mean yeah i just want to see how well it does as long as it's better than the second mortal kombat movie i'll be happy with it what was the story of the second one the story (laughs) of the second one comes in right after the end of the first mortal kombat movie where you see everybody going back to the shaolin temple uh johnny cage sonya blade uh raiden Liu kang uh, they're going back to the Shaolin Temple, but then a cloud of, you know, dark stormy cloud appears over, and then Shao Kahn appears, and he says something uh. about you, stupid mortals. I'm here for your souls, and and then you know, Raiden's like, I don't think so, you know, that it, it cuts off from there, but it takes over from there where Shao Kahn appears, breaking the laws of Mortal Kombat, and uh, and invading Earth Realm to claim it as his own. Because Shang Tsung failed him to take over it via the Mortal Kombat tournament, but that's how that picks up. But you, we get we get Cyrax and them. We we this is where we actually get to see Jax, and I think we get to see we see y'all, Sindel. Y'all ain't um, like that one. N- I mean, it was okay, but I didn't like the whole animation of them doing like the uh, animalities and stuff like that. They went a little too far with that. I think they were just trying to do too much with it. And the CGI and that was just, 
Yeah. At the time, well, I was, I was, I was, I remember being a little young when I seen that one because that was the first time they showed Nightwolf, right? Yes, Nightwolf was actually he was only in it briefly for when he was talking with Liu Kang, I think, if I'm not mistaken, trying to yeah. teach him about his animality. Oh yeah, that's when they turned into a dragon and was fighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> because he because tur- he me- he turned he talks to Liu Kang about his animality and how you can turn into a beast or you know your your spiritual animal or whatnot. But, yeah. I, I now now thank you for jogging my mind. I wasn't sure if that was the one, but now yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah. Now to think about it, I might go back and watch that just for the last. Oh man, he turned into a whole dragon and that dragon. Yeah, he like turns into a dragon. dragon. I don't understand why Shao Kahn turns into a three headed fucking hydra. I don't understand the aspect <laughs> behind that. Like, because he's technically a dragon, uh, like half human, half dragon via the lore with who Shao Kahn is because he's this just. Because if you take off his helmet, he looks like a... He's got the head of a human, but he's scaly like a dragon. So mm-hmm. I didn't understand the aspect of why he was a Hydra. So I was like, okay. <laughs> they was like, you know what? It'd be cold. <laughs> It'd have been better if he'd have just turned into a bigger dragon. <laughs> yeah. But it is what that. it is. I don't remember and that it, now. It, it is what it is. But, uh... <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I'm. It's it's gonna be interesting. So, is what it is. Yeah. Um. Now, okay. Has everybody has everybody seen Godzilla versus King Kong yet? Though. No, but I had somebody run down the the story for me. Uh, like how it ended and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've seen it. Well, you know, I've seen it. Okay. Uh, thoughts and concerns about how everybody was like Kong was gonna whip Godzilla's ass. Bro, they was all listen, man. We're gonna get to it. So I <laughs> look, I've heard that too, and I was just like, Do y'all not I I get Kong. I, I get I get that y'all like him, but at the end of the day, like he's he, he's a monkey. Like I like I get it, yep. right? I get it. Um if he was any kind of like monster, you know what I'm saying? I could get behind somebody saying, yo. He's going to wreck Godzilla, but at the end of the day, he's just an overgrown monkey, smart monkey, extremely intelligent. I get you. I give him all that. Still a monkey. You're not going to tell me that he's going to beat the hell out of Godzilla. It's just not going to happen. Right? Like, God, man, listen. I, I disagree. I, like, so from what I was told, I, I was told they made Kong infinitely smaller than Godzilla. Mm, he's about yeah. roughly about the same size yeah. actually in the movie yeah they're about roughly the same damn size now if you take away the tail if you add into the tail Godzilla is in retrospect longer but not taller they yeah. looked about the same size in the movie yeah it was um, like it, it didn't look like a kid and an, and an adult fighting like they were both the same Size it's just Godzilla has more tools in his arsenal than just Kong with his fists and maybe the weapon that he gets in the movie, you know what I'm saying? And then other items that he could use as weapons. Yeah. Uh, Godzilla's skin is a lot tougher than uh, King Kong's by tenfold. It's like him wearing plate armor and you wearing leather armor. Mm-hmm. is the difference there because 
Godzilla hit him with a breath attack, and that motherfucker lit up like a Christmas tree. That fur was singed like a Christmas tree. Now, Godzilla took a point-blank fucking shot from Mecha Godzilla in the chest, and it was just, like, glowing red on his chest. Like, you just heated it up, you know? And I was like, that's, that is the difference there. And then, but at the same time, Kong just has his, his fists and whatever weapons or items he can use as weapons. Godzilla has his tail and his claws and his breath and his mouth, but he beat his ass. Like I knew he was going to once he just like, once Kong couldn't fucking punch him or knock him out and a couple of hits, he knew he fucked up. (laughs) He knew he fucked up and Godzilla had him crawling backwards. Uh, He was just tearing into him. I, I, I can, I mean, I can respect those people that were like, yeah, I could see Kong with a weapon. He and the weapon he had was an axe, and it had a scale of Godzilla on it. So I was like, okay, I could see where that could be trouble for Godzilla. Maybe it has the the potential of piercing his skin, which it did. It did. Don't get me wrong. It did. That's the only time he actually did anything other than knocking him around. Like that's that's. But see, that's what I'm. I I've always been confused on. Is is Kong a silverback gorilla or just like your regular run of the mill gorilla? Because I don't think they've ever explained what Kong really is, other than the fact that he comes from like Middle Earth. Apparently, like the Hollow Earth is where he's originally from, but they never really explain what Godzilla, like what uh, bread of ape he is. You know, because. I always thought of it as, okay, so Kong's a gorilla. Everybody knows gorilla have immense strength Mm -hmm. compared to to human. Now, you triple the size of that gorilla. You also triple the muscle mass Mm -hmm. and the strength of it. So I'm thinking this is some kind of, um, uh, what's the guy named from, um, what's that? show uh full metal uh armstrong i'm thinking it's like armstrong and gorilla form extra strong so mm-hmm. i'm like okay compared to to godzilla who has tyrannosaurus rex arms he should be able to <laughs> to beat him just off the fact that he he don't have no arms for real and mm-hmm. all he has to do is i don't know rip his jaw hit him choke him you know, stab him. He can't grab you. It's not like Godzilla can grab you at all. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I always thought Kong would, would win just off the fact that, you know, he has opposable thumbs. Mm-hmm. But I guess not. guess not. I guess all you got to do is breathe. Be a fire-breathing <laughs> lizard and you win. Automatically. Right. I mean, to play devil's advocate, there's, there's just... It's certain ways, man. It's certain it's certain things, certain ways to go ahead about it because like they fought on the water, right? Mm-hmm. And that was just gonna go to Godzilla regardless of what the hell Kong had. Cause mm-hmm. Godzilla can breathe underwater. Or he can at least hold his breath for a long ass time underwater. He has gills, he can breathe underwater. Yeah, so like Kong can't do that. So when they met and they fought then, I just knew damn well that Godzilla had this one in the bag. It wasn't no, it, it, it wasn't like, it couldn't have been no fair fight for that. 
but um no man like i i just felt like the movie was great um i didn't like it as much as the last godzilla movie um, monsters, yeah. yeah and that may be just because the last movie was just a whole bunch of sheer destruction Mm-hmm. And this movie had its destruction, but it that wasn't the focus on it. You know what I'm saying? It, they had other things and other focuses, which is fine. Um, but just comparatively to that, just looking at what two monsters is going at it will do to a city compared to what happened in God of Monsters with Ghidorah and everything else, bro. Like it's oh, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, compared to something compare you compare uh Kong to Ghidorah. Uh, there's like no no contest there, uh, but also at the same time, Kong or not Kong, but Godzilla had to be like supercharged to beat uh, Ghidorah. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he did. Had to have extra nuke nuke. Uh, yeah, he had to whatever. have extra radiational discharge, whatever to to get him up there. But at the same time, it's like. Uh, I mean, he did get his ass beat by like what? He got hit with a huge ass fucking oxygen bomb or what the hell ever it was, you know. And obviously, Ghidorah came from space, so he obviously can breathe in an, a non-oxygen environment. So, like whatever. Where do you think they take it next? I don't know where they can go from there. To be honest, I think it's done. I think that was the movie that ends it there because Mecha Godzilla was part of it. Um, yeah, because like, like they he Mecha Godzilla had his his window of opportunity. He did what Mecha Godzilla does. He was beat. He literally until Kong got back into the fight. Mecha Godzilla was winning. Mm-hmm. So I mean. And I kind of felt like that when he showed up that they were going to be like, yeah, we got to team up to beat this <laughs> of a bitch. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like afterwards, it's like, here's a mutual understanding. Yeah, you go you go back where the fuck I, you know, I called you from when you first got there. I'm going to go back to where I go. And then we just call it, you know, tie or fair game. You know, I'm, you know, I'm better than you, you know. But I know if we team up together, nothing can stop us. It's the kind of it's the Goku Vegeta thing. You know what I'm saying? Kong. Is Vegeta. Godzilla is Goku. Essentially. Okay, I hate to pull that reference, but it it just kind of makes sense. Kong is all, you know, he's he's strong. He he literally beat the shit out of Godzilla for that little bit. But now Goku got that second win, Godzilla got that second win and just stomped him into the ground. Uh and then from there it's just like, yeah, but when we team up, nothing can stop us. You know, we're the dynamic duo, nobody can beat us. Yeah. You go well, your way, I'm gonna go my way. We're cool. Yeah. What other movies are y'all looking forward to this year? Uh I kinda wanna see what hap- what they do with uh um Black Widow. I'm interested in seeing what happens there because mm. of the whole the whole, you know, mm. Avengers thing. I'm kinda interested to seeing what her back like well, I don't know if this is like a backstory movie, why it's why we're going in this direction with her. Uh but my the one movie that I'm waiting for, and it's not gonna be out until like next year, is uh Doctor Strange 2. 
I'm not mad at that. I am not mad at that. Because that the, the Scarlet Witch thing, if you've watched Vision and Wanda, that leads somewhat into his second movie. She's somewhat probably going to be a part of it. Um, I'm just interested to seeing where it goes with that. Mm, I don't know. I got a I got a disposition towards uh, Marvel until I get my Black Adam movie. I remember when somebody started that rumor that The Rock was oh. going to be Black Adam, and I, I was, was excited really for that. Looking, <laughs> me too. I was looking for. I'm like, I want to see that because I've always wanted a Black Adam movie, but mm-hmm. I'm like, I, you know, so I don't know. Well, I mean, they're working on it now. What, Black Adam? They just started production on it like last week. But do we know if The Rock's actually playing Black Adam? Where have y'all been at? Yes. (laughs) Y'all don't follow The Rock on no social media? No. No. Y'all are y'all wilding right now. Yeah, no. (laughs) I'm going to get so much hate, Ladarius. Why did it wait till the pandemic to do it? Well, it got pushed back because of the pandemic. That's what I'm saying. Like they were supposed to start it like last year, and then the pandemic happened. It was announced years ago. I know, but The Rock has a busy schedule, though. That's the main thing. You know how many movies that man was in when he got cast as Black Adam? Mm-hmm. Like that man, yeah, listen, that man <laughs> exactly. And you know how long it takes to film movies? It takes like six or seven months to like film a movie, and then they got to go through the editing process. I mean, you can start working on other movies and whatnot, but. Mm-hmm. At the same time, like when it comes down for a promo run, like you got to sit there and do the promo on the press runs for that said movie, you know, go to all the major events and whatnot to promote it. And then he had a whole show as well that was still yeah, going on. The show time. on HBO Max, right? Yeah, it's called Baller. So he had that show going on. It ended now, but now he has like a whole nother show that he just got through filming and it's called like Young Rock or something like that. So that's yeah. going, but he's already filmed that. So that's, you know what I mean? It is what mm-hmm. it is, but yeah, he, they just started filming it like last week. So it's currently in production. We probably not going to get it to like, I'm not even going to say next year, probably the year after next 2023. That's what I'm assuming. Mm, it better be good. Oh, I'm bullying them. Like they did that Sonic movie, but I'm not, I'm not. I just don't know why. <laughs> it better be good. Bullying it like the Sonic movie. I mean, my thing is like, I don't, Cause I, I forgot. I was talking to some people on Clubhouse about this, bro. I don't, I don't care. Like this, like Disney, DC, they all over the place right now. I don't know what the hell they doing, bro. I feel like they don't have one person in charge like Marvel does with with Kevin Feige. Like they just got a bunch of people with ideas that want to do movies, and they just get approved. You know what I'm saying? Like. Mm-hmm. Hey, I want to do a, a Batwoman movie. Sure, why not? Wait, really? Yeah, go ahead. I mean, but we don't have anything to connect it to. Ah, who cares? People will pay us to go see it. And I'm just like, you're right. Some people will go pay to go see it. Diehard DC fans or fans of the, of the character, they'll go see it. But like the general public, the average fan is like, is Batman going to be in it? Well, no, but but it's just, but you got Batwoman in it. I mean, he has to make some type of cameo or appearance in it, right? No, it's just fo- mostly focused on her and how she does things. And like, ah, gotcha. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how it is, bro. Because they DC messed up when they decided they wanted to chase Marvel. 
they decided they wanted to go and they put out the Superman movie, which was regardless of whether you liked it or not, that was the building block. That was the first building block. And then you had the follow-up movie, which was Batman versus Superman, in which you were going to introduce Batman because you didn't want to give Batman his own movie yet. You just wanted to do that. And like the main selling point was they fighting each other. Cool. Whatever. Um, that was lackluster. People didn't like it. I particularly, it was cool with me. It wasn't the best movie I've seen, but I, I, I didn't rag on it like everybody else. And then we get Justice League. And then from the Justice League, you get Wonder Woman movie, then you get an Aquaman movie, then a Shazam movie. We're still working on this Flash movie that was supposed to come out like two years ago. We still ain't got that shit. And now they're just hitting us left and right with all these solo films that ain't got nothing to do with the overarching movie that they didn't put out already. So I don't know what the hell they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, let me clarify my statement. The reason why I said I got a disposition towards Marvel is because, like, I liked it all the movies, but for one, if I'm honest, I kind of forgot Black Adam was a Marvel character. But then I just remember he's a DC character because I got Mr. and Mrs. Marvel mixed up. But also because I, after seeing, like, Infinity War and Endgame, I was just done. I'm going to be honest. Everybody loves them. I love the movies too, but if I'm honest, I'm done with them. Like, I'm, they got to go somewhere else with me. They got to bring in... Nobody wants to bring in the Beyond It. Nobody wants to do... The, like, that's the movie I want to see. I want to see Mr... How do you say his name? Uh, when I think of DC, uh, when I think of the Superman movie, I want the little imp to be in there. What's his name? It's like Mr. Mitzi Spitalik or whatever his name is. I want to see that. Like, and then for Marvel, it's like, all right, the Deadpool movies was cool. The, uh, the, I guess the, you know, the Black Panther movie was good. The Thor movie is good. That's that's all cool and dandy. Like, can can I get somebody else that's not an Avengers get a movie? Like, can does it have to be about the Avengers? Does it absolutely have to be? Like, I, I think uh okay uh no that was a car going off in the background um i think at this point you have to i don't think they're able to just make like if you want like a a character to be talked about um well not talked about but like his own getting, getting their due and you don't want them really connected to the marvel movies Nine times out of ten, they're gonna have to be like on a TV show, like how they're doing with WandaVision or uh, the Loki shoulders coming up, or even right now, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Because I'm sorry, Loki's getting his own show, yeah, that's coming out either next month or the month after next. I forgot one of them, they already got the trailers and stuff out for it, but. Like, yeah, at this point, like, everything is connected when it comes to the movies. So, while they can get a side character or characters that's not really necessarily known, they're going to have to find their way into the mix sooner or later. Take, for example, Guardians of the Galaxy. When they announced that they were doing the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, I did not know what the hell the Guardians of the Galaxies were, right? Um, Never heard of them a day in my life. But I've come to love all of them. You know what I mean? 
and that was based off of them, uh, you know, how you said, like being sidekicks, at least to like the 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 general public. You know what I'm saying? So they themselves were brought into the Avengers, and then you know they had their 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 parts to play in it. So I get what you're saying. Like they can make more movies and whatnot, but nine times out of ten, they're going to be connected to the Avengers in some way, shape, or form, bro. It ain't no way around it. But that's okay, just so, what it is. So, for example, the 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 Spider Man in the Spider Verse movie, those are standalone. <laughs> those are standalone. They uh, just connected that to 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 the to the Avengers thing, but they necessarily didn't have to include Spider Man, but they did. And it worked, but Spider Man was a standalone movie for years prior. Well, so, that was because well, it was with Fox, though. That's what. Yeah, that thing. was with Fox. That's before Marvel even got anything going, really. Uh, yeah. Before Fox, and I think was it Fox and Sony? Yeah, it was like yeah, it was Fox and Sony. So like before, the reason why they stood alone and they didn't include anything else is. And you think, you know what is really messy? Not messy, but you know what's funny? Now that I'm thinking about it, Sony, Fox, whoever, they owned X-Men and Spider-Man. And mm-hmm. we did not get not one single damn crossover. But but here's the thing. This or a damn Deadpool. Oh, my God. Hold we on, were robbed. <laughs> Hold on, but this is what I wanted. What I wanted was for them to go into, like, um the... um the Null storyline with Spider-Man. Like, that is a Spider-Man movie I'm willing to pay to see. Like, mm-hmm. if they go with... You know you know who Noel is, right? Yeah. yeah. I would love to see that storyline on film. That's the kind of thing that I want. But it's like... Like, the, I want... You know, like, more of the expansion, like, the expansive stories. The problem with that is, is that you have to build up to that. You just can't do it. X-Men did a whole movie on Apocalypse and people hated it. Because there's no build-up to uh, what Apocalypse Apocalypse was or who he... I mean, they did a short little touch on on who he was, you know, and why he was such a a force to be reckoned with. But it's like, oh, you're just going to throw this at me real fast. It was like literally like the first five minutes of the movie. That's like, oh, he's supposed to be a big deal. Yeah, and he is a big deal, but they Mm -hmm. didn't. It it didn't come off that way. And then on top of that, like they had, they gave us two Phoenix movies, Mm -hmm. and we could have cared less about them because it's like there's like no buildup. Granted, granted, X Men Two led into X Men Three, so they were setting it up with the groundwork at the end of X Men Two. But even then, it's like. Everything is moving so fast because you gotta, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you like it's a one movie thing. It's not like the movie is split up into two parts. So like how Endgame and uh, Infinity War was. So now you're just rushing and shoving a whole bunch of you know crap in our faces and we're like, yo, care about this? This is this character. This is why they're important, etc., etc., etc. And trying to make us care. Like it got to be done over like some movies. It can't just be a one off and then bam. I mean. It probably could, but it would be incredibly tough to introduce I, us to make us care and for the movie to actually be good. That's asking a but, lot. But that's if you're talking to a comic casual. Like that's not that's not a big on either one of y'all or in general 
or on anybody who just watches the movie because they like it. But like, mm-hmm. for example, with the apocalypse, they they showed it because they expect you to know who it is. Like yeah. and anybody who was a real X Men fan who watched it, who read the comics, or watched it back in the like when they came out with it. Yeah, the, the animated the series 90s. back in the nineties. Yeah, right. You knew who Apocalypse was. So when they put it out there, I'm always under the assumption that they know that they think or they they assume that we know who the character or who the main villain is when they showed it, like the Silver Samurai. Like when, like I had glimpsed past comics involving him and Wolverine, but when the Wolverine movie came out that showed him, it made me go do a little more research before I watched mm-hmm. it. You know right. what I'm saying? So I, I guess that's kind of like, the, that's always the mentality I have going in with it, so it won't be, you know what right. I'm saying? So I won't just be completely lost. But I mean, yeah. like that's, so who is like, who are we shooting it for? You know what I'm saying? Casuals who or are we shooting it to to like cause like you say throw it at you. Like it's like, well how you mm-hmm. gonna explain all of Apocalypse? That the, the man sat up there and um what was the storyline with him, Bishop, and um where he got into like the time travel sphere and mm-hmm. he was trying to take over like that that's a lot to put into a movie. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I kind of expect them to come in and introduce this is Apocalypse, the most powerful mutant ever. Watch how it leads up to him doing what he's about to do. Like, did they even introduce Cable in that? Uh, Cable? Bro. Yeah, and, and Deadpool, too. Yeah. And but Deadpool, not, so. not in, like, X-Men. Yeah. But not in the Apocalypse. But see, that would be no. a lot to digest. You know, and yeah. Cable and- has a lot to do with that. It, yeah, but at the same time, though, like regardless of whether we know who Apocalypse is or not, their rendition of it in the film, they still have to do the job of introducing us to him and us actually caring about this version of that character. You know what I mean? Like, that's a whole thing, too. Like, I didn't like they show him being a badass apocalypse in a movie but at the same time it was like okay what else you know what i mean like he had like his four uh horsemen or whatnot and one of them was storm and i don't know if that was how it was in the comics but i was just looking at that like okay this is kind of i think that's in a different art it probably so but like just looking at that is it i don't know man it's comic book movies are hit and misses bro it's rarely are they ever in the middle it's mostly a just a hit and miss but i think for a lot of people superhero fatigue has set in um even though we got a nice little break after endgame because I think Spider-Man Far From Home didn't come out at least until about, what, seven, eight months later or something like that? Yeah. Um, it was it was some time. So we had some time to breathe. But at the same time, it's just like, all right, so we invested into, what, 20-plus films? If you watched all 20 films. But there's 20 films spanning over a decade. And now you're talking about, okay, well, guess what? If you thought that was cool, we got another decade plus of superhero stuff for you. And that sounds so dope and so cool. The problem is if, is, is how we're being fed it, in my opinion. 
um, it's just not necessarily fast enough for me. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously now things like since the year started with like WandaVision and then like, you know, we're getting this Marvel. So like we're getting it fast. So that's cool with me. Cause it's like every month or every other month, we're getting something Marvel related with the films and stuff. So that's cool. Um, the problem with it last decade or whatnot, it was the movies weren't coming out until, until what I want to say civil, civil war, or maybe a little bit after civil war, we started getting like Marvel films, like, once a year or once multiple a year. films a year, mm-hmm. that was a good pace because you're asking me to be invested in something that's going to be set up, but every movie comes out every three years or something like that to move the plot forward. And it's just like, bro, I don't have time for this. <laughs> like I don't have time for a two hour film in which you're going to try to put everything forward for me to watch and care about. But I know that the end game is Thanos. So how the hell are we going to get there? And then you're announcing all of these movies and all of these characters that's coming. And they're going to have their own solo movies. And it's just like, man, we are not going to get to Thanos for a while. (laughs) And like, I remember when they announced uh, like the next phase after Civil War. And it was like six or seven movies before the next damn Avengers movie came out, which was going to be Infinity War. And I'm just like, damn. Mm hmm this is a lot to digest and like, yeah, man. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot, a lot to take in. Especially with Captain Marvel, right? Cause Captain Marvel wasn't everybody's favorite, but it goes to what Darius was saying about like having side characters or other characters. is not necessarily, even though she is in the Avengers, but it's like characters that everybody might not be familiar with. The problem that you run into with that also is that we just have to care about the characters. Yeah. Like they tried to do a good job with Captain Marvel. I could see where they were trying to do with it to where um you know when she takes off with the scrolls to find them a new home and whatnot and then at the end credits she shows up <sighs> after the snap. Yeah, like because the beeper went off. She's like, "Where's Fury?" You know, it's yeah. Like, oh, she's been gone for so long, doing whatever, helping out wherever the fuck she's at. You know, and then she gets this beeper call, and she's like, "Well, it's only if it must be important if Fury's calling, because otherwise he wouldn't bother." Her. And then she just shows up, and it's like, "Yeah, I can see that," but then nobody knows who the fuck she is unless you know Fury and you know you know, who he has in his back pocket, that ace up his sleeve, you know what I'm saying? Because she is the ace up the sleeve or Captain Marvel in general, he or she, if they went whatever way with it. But Captain Marvel was and always was the ace up the sleeve for the Avengers. Yeah, but see, I don't like how, like, they made her, they made They portrayed her horribly, to be honest, with Brie Larson. That, 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 and like, they they put so much pressure on her like yo this is an important film that you need to watch because it was right it was the film right before Endgame right yes that was that was the film before Endgame came out that was like the last Marvel film that we got before Endgame because this happened after this movie came out after Infinity War right right because of the snap thing right right Mm -hmm. so we get her and we get watch the movie 
And then we're like, okay, well, she's going to have a big part to play in Endgame. And how you said, like, she was off world doing whatever she was doing. Mm-hmm. And then she came and she helped us with our problem with Thanos, killed Thanos. Then she went back into space to do whatever the hell she was doing, keeping the peace or whatnot. And then we don't see her until like the last five, 10 minutes of the damn movie. You know what I'm saying? And even yeah. then, it's not like her part was exactly exciting. You know what I'm saying? Like it's Yeah, it's it's it it was kind of that one thing where it's like, oh, we still got someone else, and it's like she finally shows up, and I'm like, You could have been there at the beginning of the yeah. fight, you know what I'm saying? And then you could have been we could have been getting our asses beat, and then you're like, oh, it looks like I need to put the gloves on, you know, and then start kicking ass instead of just coming in at the last five minutes of the movie wrecking shit, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I, oh. Ahead, but I wonder, I wonder what they, where they're going to take it. Um, because if, if y'all know the lore, like, eventually Rogue gets her powers. Yeah, we don't even know even if we're gonna even get an X Men. Like how like that's crossover. what I'm saying. because like, she she ends up going into a coma and and because like Rogue touches her and gets mm-hmm. her powers and all of a sudden now Rogue can fly. Like is it is they gonna like I wonder if they're gonna go that route or they're just gonna keep it independent because that would that would be dope. That would be dope the way they line that up. But then then again, like I don't think X Men and the Avengers ever crossed paths, even in the comics. So Yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm. We don't even know. We you know, know what made me mad though? That Fantastic Four movie where they and where they tried to call itself quote unquote introducing Galactus. No yeah. no movie has done him justice. Or even like a lot of other animated series. Like, I don't feel like they've done Galactus justice. Because that's like, that's somebody I always would like research on. Because I could not believe it. I couldn't believe the story of him. Like, yeah. and I'm just like, like, even when I seen the Fantastic, it was just like, the Fantastic Four. It was like, mm-hmm. what? The Rise of the Silver Surfer. And the Silver Surfer used to be my favorite hero. Yeah. That used to be my favorite hero. I don't know why. Now, 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 as a kid, I just thought he looked cool. But like older me is like, yo, he was a slave. Like, why did I like him? Like, what what was going on in my head? Like, but regardless of that, it was like, man, you know what? Like, I thought that was going to be a good movie, but I didn't like how they portrayed the Silver Surfer. I didn't like how they portrayed Galactus. It was just like, you know what? I'm like, no, I don't know. It, they, they, mm-mm, mm-mm. yeah. That's just the that's just the thing about a movie is so there's so much information to try and cram in and try and make this movie, especially if he's just like a villain. He's portrayed as a villain, but technically he's like a hero on his world or whatnot. You know, that that's a whole backstory, you know, that we don't even get in the movie with the Silver Surfer. All we know is he's here. He's doing this bitty for this guy. So. We, he's obviously the bad guy, you know, until he has that moment with, uh, they call her Invisigirl. I don't even fucking know what they called her in the Fantastic Four, but 
she they had a little connection and then she finally understands why he's here and why he's doing this but who he really is but you just like you just assume that he was just the bad guy because he's here on earth fucking shit up but in reality he's just doing this because he wants to save his family who is enslaved by this guy you know so he's doing his bitty for this guy so he can you know still somewhat eventually turn on this guy and save his family or some shit. You know, it's, it's a lot to take in, but you can't cram that down in one movie because you only have so much runtime because nobody wants to sit through a six hour movie, you know, that's a, that goes for the Snyder cut as well, because what the Snyder cuts four hours in total length. Yeah. I liked it though. Did you see it? Yes, I watched it and I enjoyed it for what it was because there was, there was a little bit more backstory. Each character had its own little arc to it. You know, they just weren't thrown into the mix, especially with Cyborg. Cyborg was the big thing for me. Where I was like, ah, this movie, you know, it has potential. But then it's like, we're just throwing him in there, even though most of us should know the origin of Cyborg. If you, you know, pay attention, that's like what Darius said. They assume that, you know, going into this movie, who this person is and what he is and what he can do, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just I, I hated the slow motion part, bro. That yeah. That, it was too much slow motion, man. I feel you on that. But yeah. I hate to cut this short with my part of being on this podcast, but I have to go pick up my son from school in the next two minutes. <laughs> no, that's that's perfectly fine. We can wrap up because it's about that time anyway. Uh, we appreciate you for coming on, though, bro. We do. I appreciate you having me here. You know, I've, I've like I've been telling you, man, it's, it's blowing up, and I, you know, I'm glad I could be a part of it. No, for sure, bro. For sure, got to have you on again. Yeah. Um, Darius, you got anything to add, bro, before we go? Oh, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> <laughs> I He's thought like, of something, can... I'm like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. We'll, we'll continue this with part two. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yo, we got to go deeper into these movies, man. Because, like, especially this comic book lore. But, you know, you got to oh, get the God. kids, man. You can't leave the kids. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you for coming. This, uh, um, Zach, we appreciate you. Um, as, uh, whoa, do you want to give out your socials or whatnot before you go or anything? Or no? Got anything I you want to promote? Anything? Not, I mean, not really. I used to stream a lot at Crystal Water Gaming on twitch.tv slash crystalwatergaming. I used to do that a lot, but with my current work schedule, I just haven't found the free time to actually stream a decent amount uh, to, you know, be worthy of content, you know, making. Because, like, I, maybe I could stream for, like, maybe 45 minutes to an hour, but at the same time, it's like, I you know, try to find the time to do that and then have to be up at work in the next you know, four or five hours, it's not, doesn't really, you know, work out, especially with the work that I do. If I'm doing a lot of physical labor. <laughs> for sure. I feel that. Well, thank you everybody for joining us for another episode of Reset the Vibe. As always, be kind to one another, take care of each other, take care of yourself, be safe out there. As always, love.